You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 38. Hey there, Impact Drivers, Laura Bernard here, your host of the PMO Strategies Podcast. Thank you so much for spending your time here with me today. I am super excited to dispel some myths around the project management world and agile and give you three techniques that you can use right now to shift the conversation to a much more productive one so that we can move past the PMs and PMO versus agile and start getting stuff done. This episode is sponsored by Keyed In. Learn the importance of agile enterprise PMOs to provide a macro view of performance. Why agile organizations need modern governance structures. Just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash 038 to learn more. Okay, let's dive into three techniques to move past the agile versus project management discussion. Last year, I was honored to share the stage with some of my favorite thought leaders in PMO, project portfolio management, and project management space at ProjectCon, at PMI PMO Symposium, and other events, including my PMO Impact Summit, which is coming back this year, so be on the lookout for that. One of those colleagues I got to spend some time with last year was my pal, Jesse Fuel. Jesse is the go-to agile guy, at least as far as I'm concerned, in this project management community. He's done a lot of work with PMI, and as he shared on episode 32, he's one of the content developers working on the next version of the PMBOK, and he shared some insights on that. So if you're interested in learning more about that, go back to episode 32. Jesse and I have this really cool keynote that we did a few times last year where we poke fun at this whole agile versus project management discussion and give three important techniques that you can use to move past that discussion and have the right conversation that you wanna be having in your organization around project management and agile. Now, the full keynote that we did is inside my PMO Strategies Impact Inner Circle membership program. So you definitely want to check that out. Depending on when you're listening to this, you might wanna get on the wait list or we might have opened the doors again for our fully upgraded membership program. A part of that is the full keynote. That's one of the many, many over a hundred training sessions that are available inside that inner circle membership site. One of them is the full one hour keynote presentation that we did about moving past this agile versus project management discussion to having a much more productive conversation. Now, what makes this keynote so unique is that we talk about the very real issues organizations and project managers and agilists are facing as we figure out how to deliver on our organization's strategy. We tackled the big us and them conversations that are happening in companies around the world and talked about ways to move past the methodology wars to solving the real business problems we are there to address. And yes, that's the punchline. Sometimes it's easy to lose focus on the real reason we are all gainfully employed in our organizations. We are there at the behest of the business to serve the business needs and help the organization deliver on their strategy. Now that could play out in a lot of ways in any organization, but the goal is to spend our energy focusing on the outcomes we are striving to achieve 
in our organizations instead of getting so caught up in the outputs. Here are a few of the takeaways from that keynote presentation that you can apply immediately to help shift the dialogue to a more productive and outcome-focused discussion and accelerate the impact you are making in your organization on every project, regardless of implementation methodology or project management approach. Number one, assume positive intent. It's so easy to fall into the bad habit of playing the blame game when you don't see eye to eye with someone else on the best approach to deliver projects. We tend to think things like, they must want to do it that way because they are lazy and they don't want to do the documentation, the follow-up steps and the process or have the right governance or control. Or we might be thinking, they just want to control me and remove all the creative freedom from the process so that they can check things off of a list. When the reality could be vastly different. We can find ourselves making a lot of assumptions about the people we are working with and in that process, lose the chance to uncover the fact that we all have the same goal, which is to ensure that this project achieves its intended outcomes for the business. Instead, we may want to look beyond the words we are hearing or the actions we think we are seeing and interpreting and ask a few questions to understand intent. If you shift the conversation to focus on the fact that you all want the project to succeed, you may find that you can have a much more productive discussion about the way to get there. Remember that people generally want to do good work. They want to feel valued and they want to create value. What are the ways you can work together to create that value and enjoy the process? Keep this in mind with your leaders as well. The next time your leader makes a decision that seems to make no sense to you, before you jump to they just don't get it or they are making a bad decision, consider that they might have access to information that you don't. They might have pressures placed upon them that dictate how they must respond and make decisions. We all have a boss telling us what to do and judging us for our performance. Even your CEO has someone they're answering to. This goes for your business leaders as well. The boss can be someone in your organizational structure, a board of directors, or even the customers. They're all applying pressure to all of us to achieve certain goals. What can you do to help those business leaders accomplish their goals and support them when they are under this kind of pressure? And a little hint, this is a great way to become a trusted advisor in your company and ultimately advance your own career path. Business leaders reward those they can count on to help them have their back and make them look good. The bottom line here for this one, find ways to assume that everyone has the best intentions in mind and learn to look past what you think you're seeing and your perceived notions of how this person thinks or feels and look for the commonalities instead of the differences. One obvious way to do this is to simply ask, Talk to your colleagues and stakeholders about what they're working on, what they're trying to accomplish, and ask for their advice on how you can work together to achieve the shared goal. Almost every PMO that I've created or run has had elements of Agile in it. Even the Impact Engine PMO training and coaching program I run now is an Agile implementation approach to building and running a PMO. So you see, I don't feel like we're really all that different in what we're trying to do. I'm going to dive deeper into this when I talk about how the PMO can support agile implementation methodologies. But for now, just consider this. 
There's a difference between project management as a framework and set of standards and guidance and an implementation methodology or approach. I see agile as an implementation approach to getting a project accomplished. There's nothing in the PMBOK or project management standards or best practices that say every project must be a waterfall implementation approach. And if we consider that agile, it's really two things. It's the implementation methodology around the way we are going to deliver projects and also a set of mindsets. If you've read the Agile Manifesto, it's a very clear set of we value this over this. It doesn't say anywhere that it must be one way or another way. It just creates a set of mindsets and values. I think that many of those mindsets and values would apply no matter what project you're doing. And if you want to choose an implementation approach like Waterfall or Agile, maybe Scrum, for example, which is a form of Agile implementation approach, then that's a project by project particular decision that you're trying to make. But I think we get so caught up and confused between project management, which is the set of knowledge, skills, standards, and practices to get your projects delivered and achieving their outcomes versus the methodology that we're going to use to create those outputs and get to the outcomes. So just consider that when you guys might be talking about apples and oranges and saying that it's this way and only this way, we might be closing ourselves off to a bigger perspective of how the two can work together. How can we incorporate some agile mindsets or an iterative nature, iterative life cycle of project delivery into the way we implement all of our projects, for example? Every single PMO that I've ever run has had some element of agile in it and Almost every project I've ever delivered or my teams have delivered, even if they were traditional quote unquote waterfall, they still had many agile components, iterative cycles inside that waterfall, for example. Maybe the design build test created iterative cycles inside the entire delivery phase for the project, for example. So let's not get caught up in your terminology or their terminology, no matter which side of the fence you sit on, and focus instead on the positive intent we're trying to create and ultimately the outcomes we're trying to achieve, which leads us to step two, focus on the outcomes more than the outputs. In the day-to-day of managing projects and programs, it can be super easy to slide into the typical mindset of focusing on each deliverable. The best way to create those deliverables and checking things off of a list. Heck, I'm a list lover myself and truly enjoy seeing the products of my work. However, if we get so laser focused on the outputs we're creating, we can miss the chance to make the big impact we're looking to achieve. Instead, we must ask ourselves why we are creating the deliverables, why we want the number of steps in the process, and ultimately how each of these templates, steps, tools, process line items are leading directly to the impact we will make when they are delivered. It's not enough to create the outputs if the outputs took so long or cost so much to create that the return that was expected for that investment won't ever get realized. Don't forget, you're there to create an outcome, a business solution that leads to some greater return, or as I like to call it, 
the worth it factor. So now that we're assuming positive intent and we're focused on the outcomes, not just the outputs, consider places where you might be able to put this into action. Where can you get everyone laser focused on looking at the forest for the trees? the strategy you're going to deliver, the business problem you're solving, the outcomes that you're achieving. One important way to do this is to ask why, why you're doing that project in the first place. If you can get super aligned and get everyone super aligned on why, that is a point that you guys can agree on no matter where you sit in the agile versus project management false conversation. And yes, it's a false conversation, right? Because we've just talked about agile is an implementation approach and a set of mindsets around managing and delivering projects. Surprise, surprise. So where can you create that alignment around why you're there and then talk openly about the best way to achieve the outcomes you're trying to achieve? That might mean a little bit of agile here, a little bit of traditional waterfall there, or completely removing all of that vernacular from your conversations and just focusing on what makes sense in the moment, in the project, in the problem you're trying to solve. Keep it very neutral by just getting everyone laser focused on those outcomes and then talking about how are we going to achieve those outcomes and embrace everybody's ideas and bring everybody's ideas to the table to have a holistic conversation around the best way to achieve that goal. And that leads to step number three, be willing to bend. When we get so wrapped up in our own way being the right and only way to do something, we can miss a unique opportunity to flex our approach to get to an even better outcome. There are so many opportunities to look up and out at what we're trying to do, the problem we're trying to solve, the outcome we're trying to reach, and Look at all the various ways we might want to get to that outcome. What if a combination of agile and waterfall approaches would yield a better result? You don't think it's doable? Whether we realize it or not, we're already merging concepts from tons of different approaches. Are you doing a typical waterfall project? Does it have multiple releases? Might that also kind of look like iterations in an agile environment? Have several test and release cycles in your development stages? Hmm, iterations. Hmm, sounds at all like an agile iterative framework, right? Yep. So getting clear on our requirements before you put something into a sprint or doing a little planning of the sprint cycles before you start working on the deliverable, that's all putting a little bit of waterfall in your agile, aka plan, then do. The point here is to make sure you don't let yourself or your teams get caught up in the religious fight of my way is the only way, and instead look for opportunities to merge methodologies or compromise on the approach to find ways to build trust, partnership, and an environment that will have everyone feeling like they can see themselves in the process and that their way of thinking and delivering value in the process is valued, appreciated, and included in how you're ultimately going to achieve the outcomes. This will help everyone let go of theory and focus on the practice of making an impact instead. So what change are you going to try today? The next time you find yourself mistrusting the intentions of others, having an unbalanced focus on the outputs over the outcomes, or getting stuck in a rigid way of thinking, 
hit the pause button and look for ways to assume positive intent, shift your focus to outcomes over outputs, and be willing to bend. And if you see that happening with someone on your team, this is your opportunity to step up as a leader and show them how it's done. Because together we can accomplish a heck of a lot more than spending one more moment on the us versus them mindset and conversation. That's it for today, everyone. Thank you so much for being a part of my community. If you like what you hear, definitely make sure that you leave a rating and review inside your favorite podcast player. And please do hit the subscribe button so you are the first to know about upcoming episodes and any bonus content that we provide. And if you are interested in seeing this full keynote, it's one of the more than 100 training sessions we have inside the Impact Inner Circle membership program. So make sure you check that out at pmostrategies.com forward slash membership. Just a reminder that today's episode is sponsored by Keyed In. Learn the importance of agile enterprise PMOs to provide a macro view of performance. Why agile organizations need modern governance structures. Just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash 038 to learn more. All right, have a high impact day and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye for now.